There we go. Yes, we're back. We're back, y'all. Black coffee, no sugar, no sugar, cream. No cream. This will be episode eight. eight. That's amazing. We back at it. Episode eight. Oh yeah, we 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 got something new for you. We got effects. <laughs> I like that. You got to bear with us this week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, black coffee, no sugar, no cream. I'm Kenneth Jinx. Brother Timothy Muhammad. Yes, indeed. Coming at you live. Live and direct. That's right. One more game. One more game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of them DJ horns. <laughs> Man, black coffee, no sugar, no cream. We are on Apple Podcasts. Say that. Yeah, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Play, mm. Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream. What's going on sugar with your no black cream, black coffee? Hey, loving, living, living, loving, it's all good. And I got that from Will Smith. But it is all good. Life is good, man. I well, love it. Yeah, I, I know you've been busy. Oh, man, I've been super busy. Just, just tell the people all that you've been doing. These last few months, mm. getting, getting, uh, that's not gonna throw us off, is it? No, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna tie it in. I'm, I'm gonna tie it in, yes, sir, yes, sir, you yes, know, sir, and, yes, it, sir. and it culminated with this weekend, okay, yes, and Sunday in particular. Well, a couple of things, you know, it's uh, Black History Month, Black History Month, last day, last day, shortest yeah. day, you know, it's like, shortest month, yep, like, yeah, like playing, you know, ping pong up against the curb, just that short, but hey. <laughs> you know what? Hey, it, it's you know it's what you do. It every day. Yeah, we definitely make the best of it. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be deemed. You know, every day is Black History Month. You know, everybody should celebrate. True story. Their life, their culture, everything that they have going on. You know, it's going to be what you put into it. But you know, over the weekend, my daughter she's been doing the trail team in Chicago, and we've been going back and forth for months and months and months. I don't want to sound like it was a burden, but it was a you know it's a sacrifice. Yes, indeed. And if you know you want to uh, accomplish something in life, you have to be willing to get up, some, give up something. So, one of the most valuable resources we have is time, because we have a limited supply of it. So, in order to give up time, your time, for, to, you know, to help somebody else do something else, that's an act of love. It's a creative force out of which something comes into existence, and she loves it. So she got a strong passion for that. I have it on my Facebook, you know, you know, towards the end or the middle, close to the end. She has a solo where. Uh, I just lose it. I ain't gonna lie. I had to fight from crying because that's my baby. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh my God. She I'm looked good. It, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so, all the hard work that everybody put into it, you know, me, my wife, and all the sisters, and all the children, stuff that we didn't do in order to do that, you know, the opportunity cost of not doing this in order to do that, it was worth it. It was fun, you know. And, uh, 
We really, really, really enjoyed it. Plus, ain't it, you know, just at the hotel, just looking out the window. You know, I can't just get a regular hotel. You know, we got to see. Have oh, man, got to do it big. If you can do it big, do it big. So we ended up staying at the, uh, the Marriott Marquis. You know, it's like maybe five months old. And it's a brand new hotel. Yeah. So they had the regular rooms. Then they had the unleaded rooms. Then they had the super unleaded rooms. <laughs> right, the 93 <laughs> octane room. So what, you went and got your 93 octane room? I think this one was 104 octane because you can go to... Uh, uh, you can get an additive to put in there to boost the octane. Oh, wow. From AutoZone. Yeah. So we end up getting, a, you know, a high floor, you know, and all the Got to. Whistles yeah. And it was a suite. It was an executive suite. Oh, wow. And got a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, lake view. Yeah. And a city view. Yeah. And don't you know they charge 30 to $60 a night just to have this yes. view and that view. So yes. that's an extra $120 a night just for the views. I'm like, wow, I see y'all want me to pay like $700 a night for this? It's one to see what we could do. So we, it worked out real good. It worked out real good. Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, we knew this was coming. So when you budget for something, it doesn't hit you upside the head. It ain't that bad. Right. Plus, if it's something you really enjoy doing, you'll spend whatever's necessary to get it done. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And something, you know, and it burns memories in your children's mind. Yeah. They'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah, never forget. It's not so much of where it is and this other kind of stuff. Just spending time with them. Yeah. I think that's the biggest key, you know, that they know you're interested in something that they like doing. But it was wonderful. Then we would always come back to make sure we were at the podcast. We would come back just for the podcast. In the last, man, the last six weeks, we were up there. But hey, Everybody knew, like, hey, it's, your, it's the show, it's the cast, it's the pod thing, that thing. <laughs> that <you> thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what my kids say, that thing. I say, it's a radio show, just just so you can understand. But no, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. So Yeah. And it's good, though. You know, your family know about it, mine know about it. They know already. Know, Look, right. We've carved this out. This is what it is. Yeah. So, hey, I'm going to do the podcast. Yeah. So. That's how that's been going, man. I, I I really look forward to it. I really, really, really look forward to it. Man. It's going a whole lot smoother and it's it's more exciting than I thought it would be. It's just yep. it's good. What about, your, <laughs> what about your weekend, my brother? You know, it, it didn't get off on a good foot because my car went out. Mm, okay. I was on my way to work and a couple mm. of uh couple of um lights came on, a check engine light, uh mm. Engine running, reduced engine power light, and a traction control. Mm-hmm. Took it in, took it to the dealer. I had a, you know, pretty much a a warranty bumper to bumper. Okay, big time. So, <laughs> you know, the dealer has all the records, all the history. Yes. Sir. So I took it to them, even though there is no warranty on it. Mm-hmm. So. On the impulse, I'm on my way to work, so I knew they couldn't get to it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, blessings upon blessings. I have another vehicle that I was just able to drive. Go ahead. You know, big so. Time, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, big shot. <laughs> so I, I wasn't tripping or nothing. I just was, you know, okay, just just let me know when you find something. Mm-hmm. So, of course, dealing with the dealer. Mm-hmm. They done not only told me what... Uh, 
what was causing the lights or what they thought was causing the lights to come on, they had a laundry list. Wow. Of everything that they saw that was that they looked into that was wrong with the car. So when I get the call, mm-hmm. I'm like, look, <laughs> you really starting to upset me. <laughs> I didn't drop it off for this. <laughs> um That's good. You know, I'm not trying to hear all that. Uh-huh. It was a list that long? Yeah, just like more than one. Air two filters. Things. Air filters. They got to make that chapter. You know, I'm just sitting up here like, I just came in for a 39-point inspection oil change. Mm -hmm. And you going to sit up here and tell me now that my air filter's dirty? Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting upset. Mm -hmm. Well, they got to kind of upset them, you know. Yeah, that's and that's what I told the, you know. And that's, you know, I'm not going to give her no shout out because right now I'm mad at her. But, (laughs) you You know. You get all that stuff done? No. You going to keep the car? That's the question. That is a very good question. 645000 mm-hmm. I got a, another vehicle that I'm leasing. Mm-hmm. Lease is up in September, August or September. Mm-hmm. So I have a decision to make with that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So what's that country song? Sometimes you gotta know when to fold. <laughs> and so, man, when do you when do you fold? When do you just kind of cut ties? Because I don't, I drive my vehicles. Yeah, I was gonna say you that know, blue not, one. What was that that little blue car? What was that? Yeah, that was a 07. I bought that. Um, no, that was a 1997 mm. Geo Prism. They made cars back then. Yeah, 1997 Geo Prism. I think I bought it in 03. Um, it was a you had that for a while. Yeah, I had uh, so so o three to fifteen. That was a good running vehicle too. Yeah, o three to fifteen or sixteen. Everybody wanted that car, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of people wanted that car. <laughs> I should have let it go. Uh huh. Before it got to right. the point of no return. Right. So the to question the is, when do you yeah keep old or buy new? Right. That's a good question. It's like you know what I think it's like any kind of relationship. When the costs exceed the benefits, put it on let go. Yeah. Put it on let go. Because over the last year, I mean, the vehicle I've been driving for the last year, I mean, one year, one month, I think I put about 50,000 miles on it in 13 months. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. That's a whole lot of miles. But before that, I like you say, you know, I drive them in the ground till the wheels come off. Driving to the tire, the rubber going and it's sparking down the road. It's trying to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. The worst part about it is the longer you hang on to it, the more it costs. Yeah. Things gonna start breaking down, you know. So instead of just doing the brake pads when they're supposed to, you wait till they start squealing. First, they make the little high pitch sound. It's time to get them changed now. Then it starts squealing. Then it starts grinding. Then it starts pulling to one side. Now, not only do you have to replace the, a pad, you gotta do the pad. <laughs> You got to do the caliper. You don't tow the brake lines up. Front end, something happened. You got to an accident. So it's not only costly, it's a safety factor too. Yeah. So that that's that's the crossroads I'm at. Mm-hmm. And the vehicle that I'm leasing, that thing, it like it got it. everything. You like it? You comfortable with that? Yeah. I'm. I've been. I don't know why I haven't been driving. Well, that's the thing about a lease. Mm-hmm. Is you got to count miles. See, I don't like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's too restrictive, right. especially if you're gonna be putting miles on it. That's exactly. So 
now I, I, so for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. we were just so conscious of the miles. Mm-hmm. Now we so far behind on the miles. It don't matter. It don't matter. So it's like whatever. Like I'm gonna have to. We gonna take a trip. You know, in a couple of weeks. Because you want to, not because like man, we got it. We, we can only go. Yeah, I never liked that either. I, yeah. I remember rental cars gave you a certain amount of miles, and you got to pay extra. Yeah. You know, so so now. So now I, I'm I'm driving it now because I'm not really worried about the mileage. You passed that point. So now I'm just taking advantage. I mean, I'm you paying. I'm paying for serious uh, so for satellite radio. I got yeah. heated seats, remote start. Feels good, don't it? And I'm just sitting up here like, man, this vehicle been sitting. Yeah. Got the app on my phone. I can start it from the office. You can. Yeah. I'm gonna look into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you I in like the family. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you got to tell me about that. You yeah. Know. So get off the app. So now, what you gonna do? I'm leaning towards folding. Okay. What would you do with the? What would you do with it? Trade it in, sell it. You know, I I would I would. Uh, that's the thing. When the lease is up in this vehicle, um. Got to figure it out. Am I going to take this one and get a new one? Mm-hmm. Finance this one? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's my only option. If I, you know, I either have to get a new one, finance this one, finance a new one. Mm-hmm. Either lease a new one. How you like leasing? It's not bad, but I, I, I want to, the next vehicle I get, I just want to have it. Yeah, yours. Yeah, just I just want to. I just yeah, yeah. Not having, yeah, not having those restrictions. And I was looking on cars.com. You can finance up to eighty-four months. How many years, years is that? Seven years. What would the note be? It'd be much cheaper than four yeah. or five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. You know. And and if you used to holding on to your cars. Right. It may not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you so if you finance a vehicle mm-hmm. for seven years mm-hmm. and you keep it ten, mm-hmm. you still got two to three years that you able to enjoy yeah. that vehicle yeah. paid paid yeah. off. Yeah, if you keep the maintenance and everything, and you keep the you maintenance, keep, you and and I'm not, I'm not, you know, good. I got a, I got a 06 mm-hmm. and 144. So I mean, when you look at the mileage, I'm not, and that's still Uber. So I'm not even really throwing a bunch of miles on it. Yeah, I mean, there's people. I'm in a Facebook group of Uber drivers. There's people putting fifty thousand miles on their vehicle in a year. They're rolling, but watch this. Those miles translate into dollars. Yeah. Yeah, they ain't just riding, chilling. Right. You know, they, they, uh, you know, they working. They yeah. working. That's right. Another thing before we get into one of our main topics, you know, um, I'm getting tired of people. Drake, Drake did a video called God's Plan. Okay. Well, he has a song called God's Plan. Okay. And the video was basically centered around him doing, basically donating a million dollars. Okay. He donated it to schools, to women's groups, to families. So, of course, black Twitter, oh, that ain't nothing but a tax write-off. That ain't nothing but a tax write-off. My question is, do you people out there really 
understand and know what a tax write-off is. Come on, break it down now. Yeah, tell the truth. Drake is not getting that money back if that's what you think it is. Good. Wow. And I learned this driving Uber. Mm-hmm. Because they don't tax during the year. They don't tax on they don't tax that money. So when so when they send you a 1099 or mm-hmm. a, a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. you're responsible for your for keeping track of your expenses. Mm-hmm. So that when you do your taxes, you can use those expenses. So let's just say I make $20,000 driving Uber, which is possible. Part-time. $20,000. So let's say gas, mileage, Mm -hmm. maintenance, oil changes, car washers, air, car fresheners. Um, Let's just say my expenses are $5,000. Okay. My taxable income from driving Uber is fifteen thousand, not okay. twenty. Okay. So the taxable income is what the government is going to tax. Mm-hmm. So okay. if so, so do the math. Let's just say if I have to pay five percent of that twenty. Um. Well, I have to pay what twenty percent of, you know, in taxes. That's five grand. Okay. Okay. I think I'm not a mathematician. What was that number? Twenty thousand, twenty percent. Okay. That's like four grand. Four grand. So, what is twenty percent of sixteen grand? It's not four grand. It's like thirty-two hundred. Right. So that's in a nutshell. You you're not getting it back, right? It just reduce your it uh, just reduce your taxable income. income. Right, right, right. Your, it goes from your gross, you know, to your net. And you know, there are other things you can write off as well, but it's right. just not that's money you give up. If if, if somebody gave if you gave a million dollars to charity, okay, you could have kept eight hundred thousand, right. seven hundred thousand. You, you right. didn't have to, you know, get it, or you you would have to pay taxes on a million, whatever it is. You still didn't have to get the money away, right? But the but the whole thing about giving anything to charity is something that you feel in your heart and your mind. You know, it's it's you know a great cause. You know, so to serve a greater good. You know, right. and and also if you realize, man, your your fan base or the people that if you 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 keep things in their proper perspective, these are the people who help. You get where you are. Right, they buy your records. They come to your shows. They pay you. They pay you. Yeah, exactly. It's, they, it's almost like your constituents right. to a, a politician. Right. right, these are people that got you there. So, if you don't properly represent them or show them that you do care, Dang, speaking of that, speaking of that, What's I that? need to call my tax lady because I gotta let her know that I got Apple Music and Sirius Radio. You get deducted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, what about your work attire? Some shirts that you got just for the job, pants oh, you got nah, just for the you job. Oh, no, you know, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't done that yet. 
You check it out. See if you itemize deductions as yeah. more than your you know standard deduction. Right. Maybe it's worth shot. You know. Yeah. You know if you're gonna pay somebody to look at your taxes, tell them to bring that mic. That up. Yeah. The moral of the story: We all broke. We ain't getting no money, and you definitely ain't getting no money if you think Drake Drake just doing it as a tax write off, like he gonna get it back. And that's Drake's money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. That's Drake's money. He right. can give to whatever he wants to give. He grown. He's a G-A-M. He's a grown A man. So, so for all y'all that think he going to get that money, I got something for you right quick. Hit him. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Khaled. <laughs> That's cool. Moving right along. <laughs> Oh man, I'm coming with a we coming with a new one every week. We're gonna have a new we gonna have a new one every week. That's good. That's but no, good. you you mentioned uh your weekend. Yes, sir. And it it was it was culminated. Come on. By the I don't even know the the umpteenth annual Nation of Islam Saviors Day. That's right, our annual Saviors Day event, you know. Wind Trust, that's a new arena. Yeah, the Wind Trust, beautiful, beautiful. Chicago, Chi Town, got to give it up. Yeah, it's beautiful too, man. It was top of the line, cream of the crop. I mean, it was very nice. But the Savior's Day, you know, Savior's Day, you know, you have like your birthday. Yeah, where you celebrate the day that you were born. When's your birthday? September first. Okay, September Virgo first. Okay, a lot of. Uh, Billionaires were born in September. I want you to check it out to find out when some billionaires were born. A lot of them were born in the month of September, the, the first part of September. Yeah, their parents know. were getting it in yeah. January, December, January. Well, it was around Christmas time. Yeah. So they celebrate. The TV probably yeah. broke. Yeah, it's cold. Turn it yeah. off. One thing led to another thing, and you know, yep. drop the mic and boom. Yeah, <laughs> morning <was>. sickness. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you celebrate the. The uh, the anniversary of your birth. It's not your actual birthday. It's the right. anniversary of your yeah. birth. You know, so yeah. you're not born every year. You know, so so we celebrate uh, February 26th, commemorating the uh, birth anniversary of Master Farad Muhammad, who was born in 1877, and we consider him to be God in person because black people needed someone to. Uh, to wake us up, to get us past being blind, deaf, and dumb. Now, everything that we do came from our colonizers. They use the word Wakanda, our colonizer, or the people who came to uh, change our name, our religion, our culture, our ways, how everything that we do, you know, it was given to us by those who captured us. And we're still doing the same thing today. We are the only people on the planet who refuse to leave our way of life that uh, was given to us by our captors. Because whenever we decide we want to do something different, we hear things like, won't you think for yourself, or we all one. You know, in theory, you could say that. You know, everything came from one. But even in, uh, even in scriptures, you know, regardless, there's always someone who's going to come to free the captives. So the children of Israel were waiting on a Moses to deliver them. 
the slaves who have been in bondage for 400 years. We know that represents us, yeah. black folks in America, because no one else fits that description of people who were you know, in bondage to another people for 400 years under an evil and wicked taskmaster who changed everything, even our God, you know, yeah. everything. And even today, we don't question it much, but we needed somebody to come. So the Bible says uh, there would be a time when it said uh, God was going to come. He was going to come as a thief in the night. So not that he was a thief, but as a thief. You know, when a thief comes, he comes. You don't know. He comes at a time when you're not aware. He comes and do what he does, and then he leaves. You know that a thief has been there because something's missing, something's changed from what it was before. Well, the United States government under J. Edgar Hoover were looking for what they called a black messiah. They didn't want some black person coming to free black people. Why? Well, because you get free labor or cheap labor. You know, because we were blind, deaf, and dumb. We couldn't read. We couldn't write. You know, we couldn't, I mean, do anything. We couldn't even have, I, I couldn't even have my wife to myself. She would already be touched or tampered with by the slave master, his sons, or whatever. So uh, the powers that be were looking for a black man to come wake us up. And they couldn't afford to lose free labor. Mm -hmm. Imagine, you don't have to pay these people nothing. No minimum wage, no health benefit, no dental. You don't have to provide housing for them, no unions. They're not going to march. They're not going to complain. And, you know, you can breed them any way you want to produce what kind of workers you need. If you wanted something to work in the house or you would actually, the slave master put himself in a black woman, have a lighter skin, a lighter complected child that looks more like him, that would be, you know, more uh, or easier to get along with because it was part of him. Mm -hmm. So he would bring his children in the house with him. He would sometimes even have sex with some of his own children. It's, it's been documented. But who wants to leave, who wants to lose their whole labor force? You know, so here it is, cotton. Everybody's wearing cotton. But the people that's picking the cotton, you ain't got to pay them nothing. So people making hundreds of millions of dollars, not having any expenses. So that money you were talking about, you know, having 20, 100 slaves working for you, you never have to pay them, you know. So that's all profit. So if you made a million dollars, you had a million dollars. If you made $10 million, you had $10 million. It wasn't that I got to pay 20% or 39% of, I'm, I'm in this tax bracket. Right. Or I got to uh, uh, pay them a fair wage. But to cut this story short, we were, um, in order for us to be free, somebody had to come free us. So we say God came. He had to come looking like a white man. Or we wouldn't accept him. Even today, black people don't generally accept other black people because of how we act, how we treat each other, how we've been taught to hate each other. So, uh, Master Farad Muhammad's father, Alfonso, was a real black man, the original man, the supreme being. You know, he uh, knew that someone had to come under the cover of darkness or who would be, it looked like a, a white man, but he wasn't a white man. So, Master Farad Muhammad chose a wife from the Caucasus Mountains, a white woman, had a son, Farad Muhammad. He studied all the languages. He spoke 16 languages, wrote 10 well. He even studied the language of the birds. He even studied and knew the language of those who spoke it on other planets. And that's for another time. Yeah. About, you know, the mother plane and the baby planes and, you know, how long people live on Mars, 1,200 of our years. It's all stuff that we know to be true. And, 
you know, people at a higher pay grade, they know it's true as well. Yeah. So, but we commemorate uh, the anniversary of his birth, February 26th, 1877, every year. So that's what this is, that weekend. So he came and he raised up a Georgia-born black man by the name of Elijah Poole. He was born uh, around October 1st, the second week in October, 1897. And uh, we commemorate that for the, uh, uh, you know, around the time with the Millionaire March. And also, he raised Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So Minister Farrakhan is currently with us, and he's still teaching the same message from those same two that came before him. And we still say that those three are still alive. Master Fry Muhammad is still alive. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is still alive. And Minister Farrakhan is still alive. So we commemorate that by convening and bringing our brothers and sisters together to show our force and our unity that we can do something, you know, for ourselves and not be begging others to take care of us because we've been doing this for 400 years. We've been begging other people to take care of us. So when we ask for jobs, when we ask for justice, you know, how do we look in the eyes of people if we look like beggars? So who's going to respect us if we beg it? So we strive to do something for ourselves. We make a better uh, grade of people by being respected. So when Chinese people come over here, they're not begging for jobs. They're not begging for justice. They're not running around trying to get uh, political positions. No, they open a little, a little restaurant. Then open another restaurant. Next thing you know, you got a little Chinatown. And their political force will come from, you know, their unity. They're working together and pooling their resources. And they got a bank. Then they can finance their own projects. So just branch, branch, branch. Right now, you go out to the U of I right now, you'll find more Asians than you do black or white. And, you know, that's, that's because of a, a strong show of unity. So it's just one of the things we do yearly you know, to uh, help to remind us that uh, we're not slaves. We're not that. We can govern ourselves. And we can set our own course. We can teach our own children. And that was one of the things that really, really, you know, captured me. Because when I first heard, recall the teachings, it just made so much sense. It really do. My father, he's been preaching you know, bless his heart, he's no longer with us. All throughout my family, preachers, preachers, preachers. My father said, I was going to be a preacher. I see it. You know, I mean, I may be a preacher, but it won't be like he's preaching, right. you know, concentrating so much on what's going to happen to you when you die. You know, if anything, I'm going to preach. It's going to be something that's going to be, hey, hey, do something for yourself. Treat If you love yourself, take care of yourself. You love your shoes, you don't want nobody to get no scuff marks on them. But then you'll eat a, a, a fried chicken or a pig ear sandwich. <laughs> or potted meat or spam or something. You don't care. We'll find the cheapest food, but then find the most expensive shoes. You know, so what's more important? Next thing you know, you die of natural causes, but you killed yourself because you didn't take care of yourself. That's not a black thing, a white thing, whatever. Okay, what color you are? If you don't treat yourself good, you'll lead, you have an untimely death. The body was made to move, man. The body was made to, you know, stay active. And if, if it's not, it begins to die. You put your arm in a cast and don't do nothing. And then you take that, your right arm out of that cast. It's going to be weaker than your left arm, and you're right-handed. If you don't use it, atrophy begins to happen. It begins to deteriorate, and it begins to die. Next thing you know, you can't hardly move it. We die of preventable uh, causes. Most of the stuff we die from can be prevented. And I say that because those are some of the things. We have workshops on how to live, exercise, working out, finances, you know. And, you know, start your own business. Do something for yourself. 
Find out what you like to do and do it. Don't wait for somebody to, you know, have a big business come to town, and then you're like, oh, my God, I can go get a job there. Or they are they hiring? We say stuff like, hey, they hiring? They hiring? Yeah, I'm going to put in an application. So we put in applications all over the place, applying to work for these big plants or plantation or to get ourselves on to uh, somebody who we believe more in than we believe in ourselves. But we also taught in our classes how to get employed and stay employed. And if you're going to work for somebody, give them the best. Don't, you know, don't be playing around. If somebody's gonna give if some if, if someone will pay you for an hour's worth of work, eight hours worth of work, man, go ahead and give them the best. So I don't look at it. If somebody's working for somebody, that's not a plantation, it's a resource center. You know? Yeah, I remember. I used to call it a plantation. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you calling it, you know, kind of letting me know it's a resource center. Cause Don't that's, you get resources? Yeah, I get resources. Doesn't it provide a, yeah. a, a higher quality of life for you and your family if you didn't have that resource? Yes, and absolutely. So, but I want to encourage people, you know, if you are working for somebody, that's fine. But get you a side hustle, man. Get you a grind. Do something that you like to do. The money will come. Yeah. You know, but just start to, you know, kind of steal away. You know, that take, I mean, and, and whoever you work for or work with, man, give them the, give them the best that you have, you know? Yeah. Because you're, you're doing it for you. You're doing it with them, but you're really doing it for yourself. That's how you build a strong work ethic. True story. You know? So you look in Champagne. Caucasians own, what, 70, 80% of the businesses in Champagne, easily. Yeah. You know, we black folk, we probably might be 8, 9, 10% of the population, but may have 1% of business, if, they, if that. Maybe yeah. one or two percent. It's a very, very small right. number. And there ain't number barbershops, food joints. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, and when we got somebody else, you know, we buying hair from somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else is doing our nails. Yeah. I mean, that's not wrong, but don't complain about somebody else taking money out of your community if you're the one that's giving them the money. Right. Because black folks, you know, we we generate one point three Trillion dollars. Trillion, yeah. That's more money than Mexico. Mm. But they had the wherewithal to work together. Mm-hmm. We would be one of the, you know, richest nations. We're in the top 10, top 15 nations on the planet with that kind of revenue coming in. But we don't hold on to that money. We have less wealth than almost anybody else. And $1.3 trillion, where is the money going? We, I mean, we're consumers. What are we doing with that money? So that's what we do. Just a constant reminder, one, at least, you know, once a year, but certainly throughout the year, you know, just to strive hard to, you know, create a better life for yourself, starting with yourself. Because you can't help yourself, you can't help nobody else. Mm-mm. Yourself, your family, your extended family, the community, man, your country, and it spreads abroad. But it's got it's, it's to start with you. We sometimes want to help somebody else and we ain't got our stuff together. Right. Want to be a hero in the hood and a zero at home or, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But we have to do things in a divine order. That's a natural order, man. Put your mask on first if the plane going down. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's the right thing to do, but you heard that happen. Yeah, when you go on a plane, that's exactly what they say. Why? Because you can't help nobody if you ain't in a position to, that's right. if you're not, how can you save somebody else if, if, if you ain't got everything covered to... That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I appreciate you, you know, 
giving us the giving us the history of the I don't even like to call it religion because mm-hmm. I hate that word. I hate the word religion. Well, you know, and we use the term religion because we got to call it something. Yeah. Religion has earned negative connotation. I don't care what religion it is. I don't care if it's Muslim. I don't care if it's Christian. I don't care if it's Jews. You can always find somebody that's done something so crazy until it's a reflection on the group. You don't judge the people by that particular group. You don't judge the whole group by that one particular person because whenever we look in the news, uh, I remember when the uh, Oklahoma City bombing was, the first thing they said was it had to be terrorists, they had to be Muslims and that kind of stuff. And they were looking at the Nation of Islam, talking about, you know, Muslims bombed it, come, uh, a Muslim terrorist did it. And it turned out to be, I think, Timothy McVeigh. Mm-hmm. But they never said he was a Christian terrorist. I don't remember that. Dylan Roof. Yeah. Another one. He just killed 17 people. They brought him in. Not a black guy. Thief ain't missing. He ain't all socked up, beat right. up. Eight, nine-year-old boy playing with a little rubber gun, rubber tip gun. You know it's a rubber tip gun. He throw it down. You beat him up anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so how can y'all, uh, they, I mean, anyway, just interesting when you mention religion and how, you know, the dominant culture is going to look at things a certain kind of way and try to get everybody else to look at things that way. And if you don't, then it's not that you're different. It's wrong. Right. Yeah, you're wrong. And you're speaking wrong. of that, listen, I mean, it was the, the, the message that the minister delivered mm-hmm. was long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How long was it? I want to say... I listened for about an hour and a half. Okay. I want to say he spoke mm-hmm. for three hours. Okay. And that was considered long. Yeah, that's long. All right, watch this. And that's relative. Long, short, hot, Yeah, cold. yeah, yeah. Relative to me. Now, I've watched it two and a half times. But it's not long to me because I'm taking notes I'm looking at it because I look at it as, as, as a good spiritual guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposed to, it's just like uh, the Black Panther. I watched that movie twice. Yeah. Second time, I thought it was long because I knew what to expect. I kind of, you know, it, it when the excitement wasn't there, I had lost this first time. This, you know, so I kind of fell asleep. But I wanted to take the children. They wanted to sit in the D box seats, you know, so they could move and shaking all over the place, you know, so. But the first time, it was more exciting than it was the second time. But every time I listen to the minister, I'm telling you, I get charged because I look for certain things. I look for guidance in my life, things that I know I could change to make my life better. That's what I, I look for. Opposed to if I'm listening. Oh, Joel Osteen's another one. I listen to Joel Osteen. I mean, one day I think I've listened to him like five or six sermons in a row. Mm. But... I mean, I just kind of grew up in that kind of right, right, era, right. that genre, you know, so I can listen to lectures and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's no big deal. But music, I don't like music with a lot of words in it. That's just me. Yeah. Opposed to somebody else like me, they can listen to music all day long. So it's not wrong. It's just, you know, 
you know, what you get from it. What it is, yeah. yeah you know, what you get from it. So, but I can understand that, you know, because I've heard other people say, like, oh, my God, man, y'all Muslim, y'all talk all the time. Y'all think well, y'all just give everything. me a seat. <laughs> I probably, I probably would have been okay if I would have just been solo. I, I probably couldn't have had my family there, mm-hmm. not with my children, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't have been able to sit through it, but... um. Mm-hmm. And there's an area for children because children they don't have a same attention span. Yeah, I didn't. I you know, and, and the camera work was amazing. You know, they mm-hmm. they, and I was looking for you, but I I didn't see you. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it, man. And the drill yeah, team was good. I mean, yeah. did the martial arts exhibition, and we did the uh, uh, seminar uh, workshops on food. You know, the GMOs, the organic foods. Uh, how to grow your own food, uh, survival, uh, not like doomsday preppers, but, you know, just prepare for, uh, you know, disaster preparedness. Yeah. There have been a lot of disasters, and people just were not even uh, prepared for it. Right. I mean, look at what happened down to Hurricane Katrina. They tell everybody to get mm-hmm. out. And people don't even have cars. And they don't know anybody outside the city. So where are you going to go? They're like, well, he's crazy. They people don't stand here. Where are they going to go? They ain't got nowhere to go. They don't have the resources. It's not the first of the month. So they don't have any resources like they would on the first of the month. It's not, you know, the, the bus can't, the bus is not going to bust you out. This, just, this is just some of the things that we go over, you know, disaster preparedness. Are you prepared if you had to stay in your house for two weeks or three weeks? If there was a disaster, where would you go? A lot of times we don't even rehearse things like this. If you at work, your family's at home. What do you do? You can't get in contact with them. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And you can't get home for three, four, five days. You know exactly what's in your house right now. You know how much food you have. You should know how much water you have. The electricity is off. The water is off. How do you cook your food? How do you keep your neighbors from coming to your house? Well, they know you got food. How do you cook your food, you know, and somebody smell it, and then you got these issues, these people coming in. We don't think along those lines. We think that'll never happen. Oh, it happened to other people. It happened, but you know, that's just some just more stuff that we talk about during Savings Day, and we're not the only ones that do that. You know, okay, okay. Let me. Look. I, I just thought of some. I, I hope it's not in bad taste. No, say it. Did somebody say, "Man, I need to go get me an AR-15"? If somebody want, you know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody want to come and take my food, and just because they smell it, <laughs> it is a diss. <laughs> Well, we don't carry weapons. Yeah. We don't carry weapons. We don't carry any guns. We don't yeah. carry any, even, you know, we don't walk around with knives and guns and stuff like that. We don't. I had a FOIA card. I gave it up. Yeah. Because the minister gave a wonderful lecture one day. He was saying, you know, if the gun is in the house, most of the time, I'm saying this, most, a lot of times, you know, we have arguments. There's some temporary insanity. Yeah. You know, and with that, thinking things all the way through. You're going to grab whatever you need to grab if it's if you deem, you know, your life is in jeopardy. So if you got a gun, you're going to go get it. If you got a knife, you're going to get it. But if you thought about it and y'all worked it out, then it's different. Even uh, the police department, they dread domestic calls. Yeah. Because there's so much passion in... in, in uh, Domestic calls. Yeah, come get him. He's trying to kill me. So when they come, they don't know what to expect. So when they get there, they arrest him. She's like, wait a minute, leave him alone. 
she ended up shooting them or shooting at them. You know, these I things love happen. him. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. I just want him to. Yeah. Right. I just was trying to get him off me, yeah. smack me up a few times. Yeah. So they may kill but him. But it was my fault. Yeah, but they, these things happen. So. Oh, man, I got a funny story. But I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say it, but. Uh, <laughs> But that's you know that's what uh, came off. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have one either. And you know, it's just nah. Just you know, Snoop Dogg once said in the interview, he said, "Man, when I when I had a gun, I was more confrontational. I was, mm. you know, I, I I acted a certain way. But now I don't have the. I'm more. I, I'm I'm more apt to." Conflict resolution. Um, um, my my spirit is is more positive, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way to go. Well, it works for me. Yeah, and I don't have any. You know, even if I'm driving, I get pulled over by the police. I don't even. I don't think they're gonna do anything. Yeah, that's, I mean, my mindset is. Yeah, you know, he gonna give me the ticket, and I'm gonna go about my business. Right. I see him in court. That's my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but that's my expectation. Yeah. That's what I put out there. Yeah. I thank him for the way, you know, he approached me, whatever he asked for. Hey, he got the authority. I don't have a problem with it. Yes, sir. Check. Hey, yeah. give me your license registration. How you doing today, sir? Yeah. That's it. So after that, you know, every time I've been stopped, I haven't had a problem. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it won't happen. And right. there have been people who've been, you know, who had didn't have the, the, the same fate. Right. But I have to do the best that I can to get home at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I got people waiting on me to come in. Yeah. So they can say, hey, how you doing? You know, so. So it was just a few things about the minister's message mm-hmm. in the brief time mm-hmm. that I watched. And of course he 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 let the Jews, the, the Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, from what I'm hearing, the, the word Jew mm-hmm. is derogatory. Okay. But he didn't say Jewish, he said Jew. Okay. A lot. Um He, he he caught a lot of heat in mainstream media, mm-hmm. um, you know, la- last few days over his message to the Jews and and basically telling them they're evil and and you know in in so many ways they are responsible for everything evil and wicked that's pretty much going on from the feminization from the um. You know, uh, what else I'm trying to think of? Some of the just, I mean, he let them have it. Well, I, what one of the things that I love about him is, you know, he always cites his source. It's not just what he's feeling, you know. And he quoted. He says things that Jews say about other Jews. And he also quotes the Bible. He said, Jesus speaking, you know, those who say they are Jews and are not, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. So when you look at what is Satan, what is a devil? What do devils do? You know, what are some characteristics of a devil? Because they never, ever, 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 ever call the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan a, a liar. liar. They no. never do that. They, they never, never do that. They never. They have never said he lied about anything. That's, that's very important. You know, because if they, if he did lie about something, they would just, they would just blast it. But they never say he lied. They say things like, he's teaching violence. 
You can't teach people violence. You teach hate. And the Nation of Islam does have, doesn't have one uh, record of doing anything against white people. Not one. We don't have a history of doing that at all. So how is it that you hear violence coming out of his mouth? He's speaking. You can't. And they say, he's teaching hate. You don't teach hate. You tell somebody the truth, and they have sense enough to choose. So if the uh, Jews, some Jews, uh, were responsible for slavery, and the minister points it out based on quotes that other Jews, other rabbis said took place. So they wanted him to denounce the book, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews. So Minister Farrakhan said, okay, you go and look at the book we're just quoting Jewish scholars, Jewish rabbis saying these, these different things. You go talk to them. We're quoting what they said. Are you calling them liars? Then there's a hush. So one of the greatest things that, uh, that, uh, that a wicked person fears is the truth. No doubt. One thing that a liar hates is the truth. They never said he lied. I mean, even with, even with the Million Man March, they lied about the numbers. Men's Farrakhan called a million, almost two million showed up. Some accounts, more than two million. He spoke about that yes, while sir. I was listening. Yes, sir. That's good. I'm glad you stayed awake yeah. during that part right there. Because it was one of the most peaceful. There was no fights, nothing. No problems. Most peaceful march. And it was beautiful. And you're talking about two million black men in one place. At the same time, tens of thousands of children got adopted, little black children were adopted by black folk. He asked them, hey, go join an organization of your choosing. You don't have to join a nation of Islam. Join, the, join some organization where you can work to help make your community a better place to live. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Black folks don't have a mindset to get white people back. We don't. That's just not our spirit. That's not our nature. No, we don't we care don't. nothing about that. That that ain't you know. That's not a. That's not something that we want. That, that ain't even on our minds. That's we just want to be left no, alone. Black Panther though. He 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 was ready. Well, <laughs> but when you Michael B. Jordan, I don't even know his name in the movie. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> but when you look at that particular character, it does show how. Uh, your perception is going to be shaped by your experiences. Right. Yeah. If you grow up in a certain environment, it makes you like itself. Yeah. When you look at all the kills that he had. Yeah. No big deal to kill. You're like, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know, if even if you look at different TV shows, it's so, you know, so many murders. There's a statistic on how many murders the average six-year-old, seven-year-old have already seen. How many sex scenes they've already seen, you know, by the time they get to be seven, eight, nine. Depends on how you monitor you know, your child and what they watch, you know. But it's no big deal to see somebody get killed on TV. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Or some game where, you you know, playing, you're killing mm -hmm. somebody. So it's like killing, like, like, no big deal. But you take somebody from 100 years ago and you show them that, they, they, you know, just have a panic attack. Like, oh, my God, you know, who would do this? Who would come up with something like this? You know, so... That was from his experience. Some yeah. of the things he's gone through, you know, he there was no like atonement. There was no 
you know, welcome him, him back. You know, right. there was a chance to redeem him, and you know, Black Condom did Black Condom, but the, uh, the Black Panther, what's that guy's name? His real name is Chadwick something. Okay, but, okay, yeah. him. You know, he, he went, he talked to his elders. He's like, hey, it was wrong. It was a boy. It was a child. You know, man, just imagine what he gone through. He's a child, and you left him, and you could have just brought him. You could have gone back to get him. Yeah. I mean, you left him. It made no mention about his mother. It just like it was his father and him. So what does he do? He's full of rage. He's full of anger. So he joins himself on, you know, so he can, you know, just vent. And so, man, if you look at all those little dots and all those little trophies, yeah. you know, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that he killed, just whatever. Whatever. Like no big deal. And I've talked to people who have killed somebody before. You know, he's like, man, I still have nightmares. It's hard, man. They just break and just start crying. So, man, that's your righteous nature. You know? Now you could think about, well, maybe I didn't have to kill him. We could have just, you know, got into it. It's not so much, you know, we did it, went to jail, got out. We could still see, man, I can still see them faces, man. I can't even sleep. I'm going to call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, man, I, I can't go to sleep. I, I, I still keep seeing his face. I said, man, forgive yourself. Most of the mama said, man, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Get that off of you. Let it go. Just don't do it again. Have you done it again? No, but just forgive yourself, man. Just let it go. So as you forgive yourself, you release yourself from that. And then you can move on. And then you can help others not to do that if that's what you choose to do. But uh, let's, let's, let's uh, keep it moving. Yeah, I you know, so I had to let I did go see Black Panther, but I did I did want to touch on two more things from the um from the minister yes, sir. um from uh the Savior's Day speech when I was yes, sir. viewing. Um he definitely spoke on um my president <laughs> you know in his his um you know, relationship and yes, sir. And, and and honestly, it, it made me proud, mm-hmm. you know, that my president rode with some real black leaders. Yes, sir. You know, and it's sad that he had to denounce them. Mm. You know, and and but it was, it was, it it just shows you how sharp the minister is mm-hmm. to pretty much know. Yes, sir. He done if this picture get out. Yes, sir. You yeah. know. That's right. Yeah, they'd have chewed you, him up. Yeah. He probably would have had no chance if, if that picture would have got out, you know. Yeah, and they were, I mean, that's love. Yeah. I mean, that, and the minister ain't petty like that. Right. He understand politics. You know, someone said, you ought to run for president. I'm like, that, that's, that's not fitting of me. No. I, mean, I, I, I speak the truth regardless to whom or what. You can't tell me. You can't give me money and tell me what to do. Right. You can't make me change my mind because it's Mr. guy. You can't make him change his mind because he speaks the truth. Once you tell the truth one time, you ain't got to patch it up. You ain't got to change it up, you know. So I thought that was a beautiful thing that he did. Mm-hmm. I think that was, I mean, just, you know, that, that's brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You are not always going to get along with even family members. You fall out, you fall in. You fall out, you fall in. You got to forgive people, man, and keep it moving. He didn't hold that against him. Mm-hmm. And they may be working together now without anybody knowing. Ain't nobody I don't hope so. Yeah. It's just like, uh, he talked about Keith Ellison. Yeah. 
I think I was listening yeah. to him. Yeah. I think he's the vice or the deputy, uh, the chair joint, not joint, chief chair, but the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah. Or Democratic Party, whatever it was. I don't really keep up with a whole lot of politics, but, you know. Right. Yeah, he was out with the final call. There's pictures of him going out with the final call, you know, but whatever reason he said for doing it, you know, he never said that the minister lied about anything. Right. And that's one of the key points that keeps me focused on how wonderful it is. They can never, ever said he lied about anything. They're always catching Hillary and lying. Hillary, lying, Hillary, lying, 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 lying. Same thing with Bill. Lying, 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 lying. They always get, or they said Trump changed his mind about this. Bush changed his mind about that. Uh, Sarah Palin, don't even know the Star Spangled Banner. She don't even know how many uh, stars in the flag. All these different things. Or she said this, she changed her mind. She meant this, she didn't know this. So it still goes back with me. He tells the truth regardless of whom or what. He said, I'm going to tell the truth even if it means my life. I would, love, I, I would love to strive to do that. I ain't there. I ain't there. And I don't know what I do in certain situations. I hope that I do good in certain situations, but, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. I don't know what I do. And that, I, yeah, and that leads to the last, like, at the end, mm-hmm. it kind of it sounded like like a farewell, like... Mm. Why you say that? When he say he can't die? No, I'm not saying he... I mean, I'm not saying he can't die, but... He said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to know more about the history of the Nation of Islam and know, like the minister says, he's going to be with the, uh, the most unobliged Muhammad because he still has some learning he has to do. Where is he going? He's going to the mother planet. He's going back to the mother planet because there's healing. The scientists of this world says that the so-called UFO technology is millions of years ahead of what we see or what the United States or any other country has. Those are our people. We teach the history of that. The pilots of those planes, when they were six years old, how they learned to fly those planes. And how they communicate with, they communicate with each other telepathically, or they can uh, command the ship using their minds. You understand? Yeah. So, in another in another segment, you know, it'd be good if we talk about why um, why would people be abducted? Why cows? Because we this this is part of the thing that you know part of our teachings. Why would a baby plane or so-called UFO or uh, beings or supposedly be from other uh, galaxies or continents or planets? Why would you want to, you know, kidnap somebody? Why would you want to, you know, take somebody? We have that information. That information, we do. We have the technology. Anything you've ever had that's just so-called incurable, the nation has the answer for that. I don't care if you had AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea, whatever you've ever had or contracted in your life, there's a cure for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a cure. There's a cure yeah, for I everything. Know that. Yeah, I believe that. Definitely believe but, that. But, you know, what value would it be for doctors who commercialize on sick care? Because yeah. it ain't health care. No. Nah. So, in his, you know, farewell speech, or what it, 
you say was, you know, it seemed like it was a farewell speech, you know. He has other things to do. He still has more learning to do. And he's not going to get it here. He's going to get it in another place. But the, uh, the media, the most effective devil in America, the media, they want us to believe that a so-called UFO is reptilian and they look like the predator, you know, all these different things. They, they know it's not like that, but they poison the mind of the people, you know, so the very people who would come to help us, we would be against them because of how we've been taught and trained. So that's for another time. It's, it's, a, it's a long, strong, rich history. You know? it, was, it, was a, it was just great, man. Just, you know, you could just feel the... You can just feel the energy, yes, even sir. just watching. Yes, you sir. know, um, on I was on my iPad. Okay, you know, but uh, shout out to Father Michael Flager. I seen him. You saw him. Yeah, yeah Father Flager. Say somebody. Was he the, yeah, was he the only white guy in there? No, I mean, yeah, no. that's no, no. He was on the stage though. Listen, I mean, he, I mean, he's at a lot of uh, functions. You know, he has no, a, no, no. He, 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 he the real in, deal uh, in Chicago. He he's the got, real deal. His, it's his congregation, predominantly black. Yeah, he the real deal. You know, but, uh, a lot of people don't like, you know, calling him Father Flager, but you know, man, look, I don't have a problem with that, Father Flager. Yeah. It, it's like it, I call him. Hey, I met him. Hey, how you doing, Father Flager? Yeah. Whatever. You know, he's just yeah. just cool in the fan. Yeah. Right? Anybody that's going to stand with truth, even if it's against your own race, color, creed, whatever it is. Man, if you're standing on truth, just stand on truth, even if you find yourself by yourself. Yeah. But look, the nation of Islam, it's black, brown, red, yellow, white. I mean, you'll see white people there. You'll see Koreans. You'll see around the stage, Chinese, yeah, Mexican. Yeah, I've seen, but the, yeah. But, but the, the nation of Islam was initially, it started, initial means first, initial yeah. first. Like if you have an ignition, you start your car. The initial is... For black folks, why? Because we need the most help. We, we need the most people help. People need the most help first. We need the you most help. You don't go to some help. rich person, offer them what? That's you just know? like, um, you know, LeBron these last few days mm. has spoken out mm -hmm. last few weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about it last week. Yes, and, sir. It's going to continue. And a lot of, you know, a lot, of, you know, he has a lot of fans, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, what, 20 some or 30 million followers or, mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of people you know saying he he's dividing and it's just like no Watch he's this. helping the people that need it the most well what's wrong with him dividing and to me nothing listen we are divided now when you look at the hood yeah when you look at the tracks when you look yeah. at income disparities when you look at prison sentences you know when you look at that we're already divided yeah we're already divided mm -hmm. you know chinese people want to be around other chinese people ain't nothing wrong with that ain't nothing they're not living over there they are living on beach street right they, they don't want to live not. over there they found a community they buy up that neighborhood because they want to be together because they have like-mindedness mm -hmm. they speak the same language they eat some of the same foods you know but, i mean they they have a shared uh, uh, culture. There's nothing wrong with that. Same thing with Japanese people, Puerto Ricans, uh, Mexicans, whatever the case may be. Everybody's not going to be exactly the same. And right. there ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you get in. Where you fit in. Where you fit in. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, man, 
hey, do what you like. Another thing, you know. Like being divisive, and we're in the yeah. time period now where there is division going on. Yeah, it is. There are distinctions going on. So when you hear the truth, you're going to respond. You're either going to be for it or you're going to be against it. Whenever you hear about gay marriages, either you're for it or against it. Right. You know, or, you know, people will mention, you know, like Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah, like Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry. But then you, some comedian like, wait a minute, he's a transvestite. He's funny on TV, but he's a transvestite. Would yeah. you let him keep your child? He looks like a woman. He dressed like a woman. They call him my dear, but he's a man. Would you want your son to be, you know, babysat by a you? Would you want a transvestite babysitting your son? Mm-mm. Is it okay for, uh, well, I, I saw on uh, Facebook this uh, lady was saying, you know, she is sugar daddy. I know you said you were going to bring this up at some point in time, sugar daddy. Or something yeah, like side, side piece, yeah. A side piece, but <laughs> she said she didn't mind being it. And she make like a, a million, million dollars being a sugar baby or something like that, you know. And she said she didn't have a problem, you know, with her daughters doing that because they get benefits, they get this. But I posted like, okay, is it okay for one day this same sugar daddy to be your daughter's sugar daddy? Is that okay? No, I I didn't get a response, but I'm like, hey, is that okay? If it's okay for her to be somebody's sugar baby, is it okay for him? And if not, is that hypocritical? Right. You know, it gets serious when you start talking about your children. Yeah. You know, it's okay for it to do somebody else's, but okay, is it okay for yours? Is that okay? And then you got to take a hard, cold look at it. And that's when it becomes real, if you care about your child like that. Right. So I had to tell her, like, girl, yeah, one day when you grow up, yeah, you could do the same thing. You can get paid. You can get this. You can get that. You can get clothes. You can get a house. You can get some money. You know? But then is it okay for him, the same person that's sponsoring you, to sponsor your daughter? You know? So that that was my question, you know, and that was just yeah. tied in about, you know, some things I think is either right or wrong. It ain't gray. Right. And so, you know, you're talking about LeBron James and he's speaking out more. He might be divisive. Hey, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't talk about race. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. If all you talk about is just the weather, you'll never really see what's on somebody's mind as far as their, their, their core beliefs and what they really believe in. It right. doesn't mean that you can't get along, but at least have sense enough to share your culture Share your culture. Because I've, I've known brothers who married white women, but they scared to read a black newspaper. And it was always, well, we embraced the dominant culture, but, you know, we're not going to embrace, you know, that. We ain't about that. We're about including everybody. But including everybody means you're still speaking the dominant language, the dominant culture, the dominant religion. And when you go to school, you know, it's, you're going to be taught European history. They still talk about George Washington. They still lying, telling people that Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. He's still saying the Orville, Orville and Wilbur Wright were the first to fly, and that's not true. We have documented proof now. <laughs> you know, Eli Whitney did the cotton gin. Mm-hmm. We have documented proof that it wasn't. But we couldn't read, we couldn't write, so we couldn't challenge these different things. They right. just made us learn these things. I remember this because that's what they made us learn. Now that I'm learning more and more and more, I'm finding out it wasn't just the occasions that uh, we had this. There's other cultures. Chinese invented some things. Japanese, Koreans, you know, Mexican, Spanish, and Hispanic. So looking at the whole, you know, spectrum. And uh, I can understand why they did it, though. We're the dominant culture. We teach you what we want you to know. And we want you to continue to serve us no matter what. And when you die, 
you can go to heaven, and they're just white God, white Jesus, white angels. You know, and these were Michelangelo kinfolks that they drawing pictures of. But we didn't know that growing up. Nah. So now that we know, that doesn't mean we're against white people. We're going to try to enslave white people. That takes too much work. Ain't nobody yeah, got that kind of time. Yeah, it takes too much work. And we ain't yeah. like that. Ain't nobody trying to do that anyway. Nah. And man, white person can go into any black hood and <coughs> ain't going to have no problems at all. Exactly. At all. That's you know? just like, that's just like uh, Golden State. Okay. Instead of going the to... Warriors. Yeah, instead of going to um, the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they took um, their best player mm-hmm. is from a town outside of D.C. Okay. So they took um, some members of his, uh, from a school in his hometown uh-huh. to the <clears throat> the African American Museum. Okay. So when I'm reading the, when I'm reading the article, um, you know, you scroll down to one of the comments. The first comment was African American uh, museum history mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, somebody yeah. was like, "Well, would it be racist if it was uh, a white um, history museum?" And then somebody said, "That's called a museum." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a given. It's just. Yeah, yeah, that's what just called me. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Wow. <laughs> and the dude was like, "But you know what I mean?" It's like that's the pro- that's the point. That's the point. It's not we're not the same old, you know, be quiet, look down, get off the sidewalk. I tell you what to say, I tell you what to think anymore. So, all right. that's all over with. You know, we just have to get used to it. Listen, some white people don't have a problem following truth. It doesn't matter if it comes from black, white, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the youth, quite a few, I mean, the youth, man, the youth don't have as much a problem as following. I mean, look, look at the music. Look at the rap. Look at the music. Look who's following it. Who do you think is buying all this stuff? The people that got the money to buy it. Who's all got right. the kind of disposable income they can buy all the stuff that comes out? Yeah. Not us. Not us. No. But, hey, they already follow the music, already follow the style, the swagger, the this, the that, you know. So that's going to just lead into following us in truth. We are the mothers and fathers of civilization. There's nothing wrong with it. When you look at dominant and recessive as it relates to Dean and DNA, you know, deoxyribonucleic acid, yeah. what makes you up, we are a dominant species of people. Everybody came from black folks. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If you look at me, shit, I got white folks all in my family. It's cold up in here. I'm losing all my little blood in my hands, you know. But <laughs> when you look at the dominant culture and you look at the mothers and fathers of civilization, it came from Africa. The uh, scientists bear us witness. Every scientist on the planet would tell you proof, evidence, facts that the cradle of civilization is in Africa. Mm-hmm. The question is, how did the most dominant culture become the least, the most ignorant, the most backwards, mm-hmm. the most needy, mm-hmm. the most uh, recessive? Because you got a dominant and a recessive gene. Mm-hmm. How is it we're the most dominant, but we have to, uh, we, we, we become the most recessive? Opportunity, we didn't have it. So whenever you put us in boxing, we're going to dominate. Yeah. If you put us in track, 
we're going to dominate. When you put us in the balance, when we start playing basketball, it was over. Over. The Negro League would have beat any professional baseball, anybody. Any Negro League would have beat anybody in professional. So they broke that up, started bringing Jackie Robinson, started making us think we were having something better. So we lost our Negro League. Sure did. And those Negro Leaguers could have beat anybody. Talk to you know any of the professional players, they knew it. Now, with Barack Obama becoming the first black president, it gave little black children the mind, the thought, the idea, the vision, the goal that I could be something more than just a barber, a beautician, uh, a waiter, work at a hotel, because you, you, you will do what you see. And if all you've ever seen somebody do was wash dishes, then your family member can get you on. You can get a good job washing dishes. So that's cool. That's fine. But if you see more, you'll want to do more. So Barack Obama gave us an opportunity to aspire to something greater. Uh, Jameson went into space. So it, the little black girls all over the planet, like, you know what? I want to be her. her. Now, keep in mind, we didn't have a problem if you were black, white, or whatever, because, but hey, I wanted to be Superman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to be Aquaman. Neither white guy. But I didn't see it as that. I was just looking at the power. So when you see something that's greater than yourself, where you can improve and be better than you are, then you will aspire to that. That's why I don't have a problem with Donald Trump. And don't start. <laughs> I, listen, I don't have a problem with Donald Trump. I do not. Donald Trump is a billionaire. He's a businessman. Now, I know you love Barack Obama. I love him too. Donald Trump hires more black people than Barack Obama because he has businesses. Donald Trump hires more Mexicans than Barack Obama. And when you look at it like that, the people who work for him and he helps to provide a living for those people, they may have a different view of him than the people who may not be receiving some of those benefits. Because you can say, uh, you want jobs, we're going to create jobs. You create jobs by creating businesses. True story. I agree with that. And if you don't have a business, man, you can't get nobody no job. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a job and you get your child on the job, you put a good word in them, you can't leave your job to your son and your daughter. Nope. And if you start out making three bucks an hour and you end up making 30 bucks an hour, if your child comes, they can't pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long you work there, how good you are, I don't care how good they know what you do and can take over your spot and keep going. They have to start all the way back over. So you can leave your child a job that starts you off with minimum wage. Meanwhile, the owner of the business will leave the business to his son. So he leaves all that equity. He leaves all his shares, all his assets. So in essence, my son will be working for your son. And then my grandson will be working for your grandson unless somebody breaks that cycle. I decide to break a cycle. That's what I've decided to do, and it hasn't been the easiest thing in the world. Mm-mm. But people, we are doing it all the time. First, be responsible. You on a job? Man, stay on your job. Do the best you can. Advance. Learn. And when you leave, give them a two-week notice. Be a man about it. I was thinking it was Tony Braxton was saying something like that. Yeah. Be, be a man. man just it. be a man about it. Don't walk out on somebody who's dependent on you. That has something to do with your word. Yeah. You gave your word. They took a chance on you. They hired you. The least you could do is let them find somebody else. 
That's the right thing to do. And don't cheat them with the time. Do the best you can on the job. If you don't want to be there, leave. Don't start stealing stuff. Don't start stealing time. Don't say you're there and you're not. Don't clock in early when you know you're not going to work. If you don't want to be there, man, just leave. And I say that as a business owner. As a business owner. And it makes me feel good to know, you know, that the opportunity is out there for whoever wants it. I thank God for Florida Roof. Me too. I thank, man, I, th- I thank God for Florida Roof. It felt good. I made my first million. It's oh. a good feeling. <laughs> Uh-oh. Alert, alert. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, you can do and be whatever you put your mind to be. Have I messed up some houses? Yes. Have I been cussed out? Yes. Have people run me off? Yes. You know, you live, you learn, you clean up your reputation, you make things better, and you keep it moving. Clean it up, make it better, and keep going. That's what's up. Yes, sir. But I don't see nothing wrong with them going to an African-American history and yeah. cultural place yeah, because, they, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No, nah, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I think it's great. Young black boys need something to aspire to than what's, visible, what's more right. visible. And, I mean, I, I say it all the time. I mean, athletics and entertainment is all we have. And, honestly, it's, it's, I'm getting sick of it. You know, it's... Well, it's uh, what, I, what I look at it as, I look at it as a, a, a way for very few people to amass a whole lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you brought that thing about Monique, you know, she's talking about herself. Yeah. I don't have a lot of benefit. I, I, I don't, I, I won't have a, what benefit will I get out of helping her make more money? Now, right. I stand with you. Now, I'm going to tell you, okay, look, I want you to wear this Florida roof hat because I, I, I didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't watch Netflix. I took $10 from them, $13, or I didn't renew my subscription. I'm standing with you. Now, I need you to stand with me. I need you to wear this Florida roof shirt. I need right. to give a shout out to Florida roof because I'm one of your fans. Can you do right. that for me? She probably can't. She probably won't. You know, but she probably may, may, she may have to ask her agent, hey, can I do this? So she got to think about it, see how it's going to affect her, whether or not it's going to be a good or bad blemish on her. You know, she may have to go through that. Or she may have to ask daddy. I guess he's probably got to <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, man. Lord have mercy. So... Oh, thank you very much for watching that that Breakfast Club I, interview. I like it, man. You put it on my list. <laughs> homework. I looked at it. I'm like, I can't be the only one. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so let's, a wild one right there, let's get to it. That was a wild so, you know, right we've there. been talking about Monique. is <laughs> kind of um, had its place in black Twitter, black social media. Mm-hmm. So... She she's done some 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 media press runs. She's becoming relevant now. That's your word. She's becoming more relevant. Yep. She's so getting she, some views. She's getting some hits. So um she did the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh Brother Lenard, also known as Charlemagne the God. It ain't Leonard. Leonard, brother Leonard. <laughs> brother Leonard, that's right. Leonard. Yeah, she called him Leonard. He yeah, corrected he, her. Yeah, he said Leonard, yeah. Um Gave a donkey of the day a few weeks ago. What's that now? You got to tell me. Basically, he has a segment Mm -hmm. on his show Mm -hmm. 
called Donkey of the Day, and hit and and I quote him. He says, "I'm giving every day. I give somebody Donkey of the Day. I give them credit, the credit they deserve for being stupid." Mm. So he does it every day. Uh huh. So when she pretty much went on Periscope and asked for black people to stand with her to boycott Netflix, mm-hmm. he thought. You know, she she claimed that it was for racial and gender bias. Mm-hmm. So it and so his whole thing is it couldn't be racial because Chappelle and Chris Rock and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I want to say I think uh, I just got an email. Somebody else got a special that 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 they just released. It might have been Marlon Wayans or somebody. Mm-hmm. And so it couldn't be gender bias because Amy Schumer. And he mentioned it. So he mentioned that. Yeah, so it sh- so she she came to the to the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. She was ready too now. She was ready. So brought his mama in. Right. Said, <laughs> you know, your mama, your grandmother, would they be donkey? Well, if they did something stupid, maybe well, I mean I can't speak for her, but Yeah. You know, he's giving himself donkey of the day. You oh, know, he did? yeah. I mean in the past he's given okay. himself donkey of the day. So, um, you know, uh, so what you think? Well, I did watch it. I was really, really, really surprised, you know, because she kept going in on going in on. She wanted him to recant, you know. She, it, it sounds like she wanted him to take it back. Right. You know, and then she went on to the history and the black history and who's, who is good enough. You know, he stood on his point. He's like, hey, have you done this? Look at what they've done. Right. They, look at the work. They're selling out arenas. They're selling them out. They just sold out this. And I'm like, okay, who is Amy Schumer? Who, who is Amy Schumer? Who is she? Who is she? When I look at stuff that she's in, she is crazy funny. She is funny. This new movie is coming out. And he said he, he didn't think she was funny. but I, I think she's funny. Okay, so. I mean, but that's my kind of. Right, 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 you know, right, right that, for sure. You know, I'm, I look at the funny. I don't look at the necessary color. You yeah. Know? And. I still say this. People don't give me the job because I'm black. People give me jobs because of what I do and how I do it. Right. I don't want you to give me no job because I'm black. Right. And if I, you know, if you want me to do something, you give me the price, I'm like, no, yay or no. That's it. That's all. Point blank and period. That's it. I'm not gonna bring everybody out. Like, look, they're giving all these contracts to white, they're giving all these contracts to the Mexicans and the Haitians or these uh these other people. Ain't got time for that. I got to work on my game. I got to work on me. So I'm not going to uh, ask you to help me to get a job that I may not qualify for. Why do I say qualify? I don't care how funny somebody is. They going to only pay you worth they see you worth. Mm-hmm. Like Will Smith, I think, get like $12, 20000000 million. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Jim Carrey would get $20 million. The whole Seinfeld thing that I just never watched. You know, I just wasn't my thing. Right, you right. Know? But they were all making... Millions and millions and millions of dollars on yeah, top of millions man. of dollars. Some of them made a million dollars yeah. per episode or whatever is going on. Listen, they bring it in the numbers. It's the numbers. And if they don't want to pay you, then go start, go start your own. And see, there was something, that, there, was, there was a little snippet that I think went over a lot of people's head. Mm. He asked, he asked her. Mm-hmm. No, she was like, um, 
He was like, well, did you counteroffer? And then she was like, daddy, he asked a... Yeah. A, a, a great question mm-hmm. Did we mm-hmm. counter offer mm-hmm. And then she was like See that's where you You came and you didn't do your homework And it's almost like You got to recant your statement mm-hmm. Because yeah, she went in with that We yeah. counter offered And then daddy got on the phone and, and well daddy was like Well actually We didn't counter offer Because they didn't We didn't get a real offer Right or Something like that yeah. They said they sent the offer We didn't respond in a timely manner Yeah Or something Or well, we never did get it Then that kind of stuff So it was a, like a communication problem. Yeah. You know? So 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 he so so the whole thing is I think Charlemagne or brother Lenard, mm-hmm. pretty much his whole thing was, look, y'all didn't even exercise the art of negotiation one on one. They present you with an offer, you counter. That's right. And, and then it, in, and then in 2018, you know, and then and then what I found out is I want to say Dave Chappelle had three specials and he did one or two of them on his own. So basically he already had the production completed when he took those two to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like he already said, Amy Schumer was in demand from HBO. So she created her own bidding war. So when he asked her, have you had any, has anybody else came at you for a special? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she she did not even answer the question. <clears throat> she really got hung up, you know. I say, you know, she really stayed on legend. Yeah, legend. You you said I was a legend. Yeah. And who else is a legend? And then you know, name all the legends and all the people and all of this, and you know, Moms Mabley, and they, they named quite a few people from yeah, back in yeah, the past yeah, yeah. who were considered legends. It doesn't matter what people consider you. Who writing the checks? Who writing checks? That's on them. That, that's up to them. You, you're not going to... If you come work for me, and I pay this person this amount, and I pay you this amount for doing the exact same job, you are at-will employment. That means you can choose to work or not. Ain't your business what they get. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nothing to do with you. I just want to know if you want to work for this. Yes or no. You get minimum wage. But I'm doing the same thing he getting. You know what? Don't even worry about it. But no, no, I take it. No, that's off the table. Because <laughs> I don't like your attitude. Right. Man, I could do it better than him. Okay, go somewhere and do it then. But it's my choice. I hire who I want. Businesses hire whoever they want to hire. What's the solution to that? Start your own business. Right. Leave me alone. So in other words, who writing, your, who writing the check? Get funny. If that ain't working, get funnier. Right. Get funny. You're not proving it to them. Get your own special. You made millions of dollars. Start your own thing. Get your own little thing going. You're not going to touch my heart in a way that I'm going to change how I spend my finances based on how you feel about somebody, how somebody feel about you. That's not something that I'm going to do. And, and, and keep in mind, this is in the entertainment industry. Exactly. This is the entertainment industry. Some people get a million dollars, you know, a two, three, four million dollars just so somebody could use their voice. Yeah. But you may have gone to different schools and got voice training and had to just such a beautiful and melodious voice. Don't nobody know you. Ain't nobody going to pay for your voice over James Earl Jones. Right. 
No, sir. No. He didn't even got to see James Earl Jones and know he was a perfect uh, Mufasa. Right. Yeah. He was a perfect Darth Vader. Luke, I am your father. So they pick who they wanted to pick based on how they saw work that he's done in the past and what kind of draw he would have. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? The Black Panther. That's yeah. James Brown. Yeah. He played James Brown. Did a wonderful job of James Brown. Yeah. You know, I loved it. You know, so, and I, I, I mean, I love the whole movie. I, I mean, I, I think that's great. I mean, super great. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so, I mean. But she's going to be more relevant. Right, she did. So, that's the thing. The Breakfast Club is syndicated in, I think, 80-some markets. Okay. Champagne, including one of them. So that interview It pushed her It did That interview in particular When I look today Mm -hmm. It did 2.6 million views 2.6 million views And you know who's going to get paid from that? The Breakfast Club The Breakfast Club (laughs) They stock just went up Because I would normally watch it I watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. People going to watch it. And then now it could be a make or break. Now they'll be looking to see. Like, you know what? Let me check Monique. Let me see if she's valid. Let me, let me see if she got it. Let's, she let's see. she let's needs see. to do a show within the next three months. And do something. Just stick it out there. Or go. Yeah. Because. Man, go hard or go home. Because then. She she tried to say that Netflix said that she couldn't work for two years. No, you can't tell. You're not going to, we're not getting ready to give you X amount of dollars. And then you go on a tour and tell them same joke. So the, the so in the deal, mm. in the deal, it mm-hmm. was the, you can't say the jokes Okay. For two years in those forms, I got you. Right. Yeah, because they. It, it, yeah, uh, that does make sense because she's an investment for them. Yeah. They've been. They've been. They invested in her, so you know they want people to come watch Netflix. It's, it's an exclusive. We want you to just only watch Monique tell this particular joke only on Netflix. Right. Let it ride out. Let it play out. Let, if they want to hear, it, watch Netflix. Right. You want to hear, it, watch Netflix. If you go on the road then that would take away from Netflix uh, investment. Right. But but if she goes on the road... She can't use those jokes. Right. But let's say she doesn't use Netflix okay. and she goes on the road. Okay. And she has New material. this material. This material. Yeah. She has this material. Mm-hmm. So now all she has to say is no cell phones, you know, if you get caught getting, if you get I got caught, you. check at the door. That kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then she yeah. could use the same material. Yeah. For twenty cities, but because why? nobody is recording it, recording it, and trying to leak it or whatever. But trust and believe. Netflix is gonna have some scouts out there listening to see if she is going to be doing it. Right. That's why if she takes be? the money. Well, okay, okay. Look, and look, you should be funny enough for a man. You should be, I mean, my goodness, you should be fine enough. You can come up with stuff. But I guess even like Kevin Hart, I guess he he has the same when he goes on tour. Same thing. He he pretty much has the same routine. He yeah. may it works. You know it's going it's been proven right. it's gonna be funny. 
and you know you just change up. Hey, how you doing, Chicago? Hey, what's up? Hey, right, and and hey, I've heard hey. I've heard that I've heard people say that Dave Chappelle would just go out, meet somebody, have a have a beer or something, and just try out jokes. And sometimes, man, I I've heard people say that they've seen him straight up bomb. But what they didn't know, he was just trying. Practice. He was practicing yeah, new yeah, yeah, jokes yeah, yeah, to yeah. see if they if he had one. Yeah, that, now that does make sense because, you know, just on a lower scale, you know where you can practice, right? Before you go premiere, before you get, you know, bring it. If it's funny and they just can't stop laughing, boom, you write that. You down. You got one. Yeah, then yeah. you get another. Write that down. All you need is just to, and once you get a few of them, you just drag it out. You know, yeah, it, it's a production, like you it's mentioned. A production. It. It's a production. Yeah. So you take that one joke and, and drag it, drag it, drag it. You come back to it a little bit. Go come back to it. That's an art and a science. It's an art, yeah. And then they don't do they. They don't always write their own material. They no, the right they got writers, them, yeah. And that's what, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, but they presented themselves. People want to see them, and the writers may not have that same delivery. They'll just tailor it right. to him like a suit. Yeah, you know. He didn't make the suit, but they made the suit to fit him. Yeah. So when he goes out, he'll tailor it to, you know, his, his self, his style, you know, and they know how to wrap it around him or send it around him. And once they get it, it's working. Hey, you do the exact same thing. You're going on the road like the five heartbeats. They're going to do, they got 10 songs. They're going to do it, 10 songs out on the whole road, all over the place. Those same 10 songs, same 10 songs. They may do that for years. For years. Same ten songs, just like the Vegas, the Vegas shows. Mm-hmm. You get fifty nights. Same you don't thing. do the same songs. The exact same thing, and they want it to be in the exact same way. Why? Because it worked. It worked. You got a whole new crop of people, and if people see it again, they'll see the same thing, but they like it. That's fine. When I went to go see Black Panther again, I knew it was gonna be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no bank expect nothing different, right? But I paid more to see the same thing because this time we got the. D-box seats. Right. And somebody was in our seats and the seats wasn't working. I'm like, hey, uh-uh, forget that. Jesus, go up there, find out what's going to the seats. Lady's like, oh, we got y'all seats? I'm like, yeah, hey. It cost us $60, $80 to get these seats. She's like, oh, okay. So we got in them seats. See stuff vibrating and moving all around and shaking and, you know. So it was an experience. Yeah, I I just say Shawty need to just... What she need to do, man? She need to, she need to get it popping. She, she done did... The view whoopie pretty much whoopie told her, you hard to work with, you did a movie, you gotta know that you 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 gotta go promote the movie. You got mad that you didn't want to go promote the movie. Uh, that might have been precious, it might have been another movie, or Christmas, some Christmas movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, that wasn't in my contract. So all I'm saying is, Monique, this ain't in your contract, but yet you 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 making a lot of rounds, yeah, going true. in Netflix, yeah. you know. And and another thing, that might not be the best thing for her to do too, cause Netflix Netflix ain't no punk. No. Nah. If they if they handing out them kind of checks and you want to work with them, you getting on their bad side or you being difficult to work with, man, that's gonna cut your. Uh, that's gonna cut your. So Oprah, Oprah's nope. She done. She done got on Oprah's by her side. Will oh, Packer, yeah. yeah. Will Packer, yeah. Uh, what 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 Will done did? Um, you know it's an old saying, man. That don't bite the hand. Yeah. 
that feeds you. If you bite the hands that feeds you, then how how it gonna feed? Lee Daniels don't want to work with her. Lee Daniels, who did uh, what did he do? Hidden Figures, or did he do? Uh, I think he did hit. I know King. he did. Um, what's the movie? The the Django, I think. Okay. Empire on TV. Oh, okay. He won't work with her. See, when you when you stack up a reputation like that, Oprah, it 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 makes me look at a, a real 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 good basketball player with a bad attitude. Don't nobody care how you play, right? Because it, it, you know everything. You can go about your business. Yeah. Because if you get too full of yourself, I've worked with guys like that who are real mm-hmm. skilled, but then you know, it's hard to work with them because they knew everything. Yeah. So it's best to work with somebody who's willing to learn, and somebody who know everything is going to be difficult to work with. So I mean, that's that's part of how life works, man. Yeah, but it it, it just I. I just want to see how this ends. You know, is Monique going to get back up, get back on a stage and get funny? Get funny. Be so good until you can't be denied. Until you can't be denied. I can't remember the last show. And I'm not big on comics, you know, as yeah. far as. I just said, just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Martin, uh, run, tell that, that I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, yeah. I've never, <laughs> you know, never really seen any of the legends like Eddie Murphy and Richard. Like I've never seen none of that, you know, never went on YouTube. And yeah, see, I, I watched those. I grew up with them. Some yeah. There, you know. Raw and all that. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, people that I highly respect just talk about how classic, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those standups well, were. Talked about things that were going on at that time. Yeah, you, you know. know not so big, if you didn't yeah. grow up in that time, you won't be able to relate to it. You know, right? Exactly. That kind of stuff. You know, he was talking about how his mom hit him with a flip flop or a house shoe or something like that. If you didn't grow up with that, you think that's crazy as hell. Why well, abuse? Why would you do that? Opposed to that was being normal. You right. know, not to disrespect your mom. You couldn't exactly. talk back. She could hear you down the stairs, and she boop, 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 pop you upside the head from right. a mile away. That that would be funny because you can see something mm-hmm. along those lines happening. So you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, brother. So I just want to see how it how it end. You know, let's see let's see what Monique parlay because she she out here, she out here. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And as you all probably uh, got clues, I finally went to Black Panther. Yes, sir. Took my two boys. Yes, sir. thing that really made me proud is my 10-year-old. Shout out to Amari. Amari. He it probably once, uh, once Michael B. Jordan became a, a, a main figure in the movie. Mm-hmm. He started to get it. Mm. And you know, with me, I'm 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 trying to be dad, trying to keep him comfortable. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't packed, but it was quite a few people in there. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to be that dad, you know, man, spent a gang of money, popcorn, soda, went to the store and bought some candy. You know, some dollar sour patches, but still spend about thirty dollars. You know, with the popcorn and the sodas, and yes, sir. so I'm just you know. But um, so as I'm watching at the beginning, mm-hmm. it, it didn't didn't it didn't register with me. But my son Amari, you know, mm-hmm. as he started to get and we started to talk. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't like, talk during the movie, did you? Yeah, we was talking during the movie. <laughs> 
Because he was telling, you know, he was actually explaining, you oh, know. okay, okay. So then it started to come to me. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened at the beginning and, and just with the whole, you know, when uh, the, 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 little, the, the one dude died and he mm-hmm, saw it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so thanks to him, I was able to, to kind of piece everything together. And that, that really good. made me proud. That's good. He's, you know. he's listening. He's aware. Yeah. Know? Man, play children. They, they sharp, bro. Yeah, man. Listen to the kids, man. man they play children. They super sharp. Yeah, so. That's it was, good. It, it that's was, that's it was, good. As a, and, you know, for you to take your son to go see a movie, that's good for a black man to take his children to go do something. Right. You know, I don't care how. It doesn't matter really what it is, but for you to spend that quality time with him, he will never, ever forget that, you know, because the stuff that we didn't get, we have to do. Yeah. The stuff that we long for, or like, man, my dad ain't never do this. Or That's fine. Don't be that. Right. Be what you wanted. You wanted that, man, be that. Yep. It ain't so. too late. Just good though. Shout out for Brother Kenny. For yes, sir. Good father. So, That's yeah, good. Got right a here. chance to see Black Panther. I don't I'm not sure if we're gonna go again. You know, I heard it's on fire stick. But uh, you know, I know that, you know, yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll talk after that cop that copy may not be all that, but you know. And 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 all the people that's hating. There's some haters. Man, there's some haters. On like the number one box office hit with 400 million dollars little to no time. Here's my thing, though. And I'm not even a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. Marvel movies, they have such a following. Mm-hmm. Come on. One, yes, one hundred million is probably a flop to that's a Marvel amazing. show. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's amazing to even see so that. when you so when you talk about them these numbers what they doing and the mm-hmm. message and what wow. the, you know we it's white people going too because they marvel because they're part of a marvel following he grew up batman you know 40 50 60 years old yeah so you got generational uh love for these uh these Marvel comics. Stan Lee still alive. And that's what I found out. Like this is a comic. Like this this isn't just a movie that just this is based off years of comics. Yes, sir. A Black Panther. Yes, sir. Like they've been calling for this movie for years. Yes, sir. But they build up the desire. Yeah. Then they supply the desire, knowing they're gonna make that chop. I mean, just you know, just they planned it. Man, look. I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I got... I, one, it says Black Panther heads towards $1 billion. Yes. The global box office. Now, what's wrong with that? You know, black folks going to have a problem when you talk about what they're going to do with the money. And they can do whatever the hell they yeah. want to do with the money. I heard somebody saying they need to donate some money to here. They should donate. I'm like, hey, donate your money. Right. That's what you do. You donate your money. Don't don't. T- I don't like other people telling other people how to spend their money. This is my money. I can give it to whoever I want to give it to. Man, y'all give him money. I give my money to whoever I want to give it to. I don't tell who you to get. I don't tell you where you should give your money. You give your money to Black and Mild, White Owl, Seagram, Mr. Yeah. Seagram. You give your money to them. 
That's your business. That's what you want to do. That's fine. That's your investment. Now, who cares? But for them to approach that $1 billion mark, I mean, yeah. these, these folks ain't making, yeah, you know, making the movie? The producers. Producers. Executive producers. The writers. These folks making a killing. And yeah. they can do what they want to do with their money. Yeah. They ain't got to donate it to no worthy cause. They ain't got to do that. They can donate it to a <laughs> worthless cause. A billion dollars? What's that, nine zeros? Nine zeros. Yeah, they can get a billion lap dances if they want to. Yep. Or they can throw it out the window. They can leave it at that cup over there when they show them those people that's got issues who want somebody to donate stuff. Hey, they can do whatever they want to with their money. Yep. But it, it's a picture I want to show you. I guess the preachers is getting on to the Black Panther. Uh, oh, yeah? The craze. Yeah, I can't. I may what not be able to find it. Yeah, hey, I like black preachers. Yeah, you know, they all... I, oh, why is Black Panther selling out? Activists, churches, schools. Come on, y'all. Live Googling. They say, hey, hey, activists, churches, schools, buy thousands of tickets. And I've heard some people say, well, you know, there ain't no black blue white folks on this. I'm saying, listen. So what? So what? Anytime a child can aspire to do something that's going to benefit themselves, their family, their culture, and their community, and the whole world, man, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Not at all. I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I have no regrets. I'm glad I took mine to see it. That's right. You know, had a great time. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not sure. Just a few more things before we get out of here. Oh, that's right. I got to go pick up. Very short. Um, so today, um, a, a teacher opened fire in a school. Uh-huh. No, short and sweet, I guess, didn't didn't hurt anybody, didn't kill nobody. Mm-hmm. But um, Uh-oh. he got to get it. He got to get it. Okay. This is down. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> down in Georgia. This is a reason Georgia. why. Wow. I definitely don't think it's a good idea wow. for teachers to be armed. Wow. Um, just put some metal detectors in there like they do in the hood. Wow. And, you know. So what happened? Shoot anybody? Anybody shot? He was in a room by himself. The, the teacher? He fired a gun in an empty classroom. And then, he, oh, shoot, he wasn't being attacked? Right, no, barricading himself in an empty classroom was arrested Wednesday. Officers persuaded the teacher to surrender without incident about 40, 30 to 45 minutes, said Dalton, Georgia police spokesperson, Bruce Frazier. Wow. They no one, didn't no shoot one him, was huh? injured aside from a female student who hurt her ankle while rushing to evacuate. They didn't shoot him? No. Nah. They brought him in peacefully? Yeah, the incident occurred two weeks after school shooting. Why? What's the motive? What happened? What? what? President Trump and federal Uh-oh. state legislators have proposed arming teachers, a move backed by the National Rifle Association. Frazier said the teacher identified as Jesse Randall Davidson. He's 53, is facing six charges, including aggravated assault, terrorist threats, and what? carrying a weapon on school grounds. According really? to the school's website, Davis did play-by-play for the Dalton High School as a voice of the Catamounts 
and has written a two-volume history of the team. He's taught since 2014 at the school, apparently fired the handgun out of the window and did not aim at anyone. He has taught first period without incident. He had taught first period without incident or an indication of anything unusual. Hmm. The shooting occurred during third period when he was had a, when he had a planning block. A what? You know, sometimes teachers have a period off so that they can, you know, oh, block of time. Yeah, time. block of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. planning block. So, yeah, man. But so. hey, what do you think about that? Teachers having guns. Yeah, no, heck, no. What a hell of a society, man! Society, man, where the, the, you know children, I mean the teachers, gotta carry guns. You know they're making uh, bulletproof backpacks. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, they got Kevlar backpack packs. You know, so when the children run away, you know, they won't get shot. If they do get shot, it you know won't pierce through this. I mean, they have this, unless they have armor piercing yeah, bullets. So. Man. man, I mean that says something about the society. Yeah. It says it's something bad. about. I mean, this is school. Yeah, you gonna take a gun to a, a, a place where you know ain't nobody gonna be shooting. But you talking right. about children, man. That's, children. That's, that's, that's wow. That's a cowardice act. Yeah, they ain't got a chance. They got pencils, paper. You got a gun. That's a very cowardice thing to do. Sure is. But luckily, our brave president, if it was him. He'd be running up in there to yeah, run in that school. Take no the gun, gun. Pistol, whip, pistol whip them, and everybody be safe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But he did say, now Trump did say, he said, hey, he said he really believed that he'd run in there, even if I didn't have a weapon. Right. Yo, you don't believe it? No, nah, man. Are you serious? Some yeah, people I'm like dead that. serious. I'm yeah, dead so he serious. So he said he stormed in there to stop that gunman. I, I, I want to get a little ratchet. Uh-oh. Right before, this is it right here. Mm-hmm. All right, shout out to uh, Damon Clark, Damon D.C. Mm-hmm. Just some little ratchet. Um <laughs> Dear DC, I had a feeling but recently found out my wife's 27-year-old daughter, who is a pain in my you-know-what, allows her 20-year-old sister and 18-year-old brother to come over to her place and periodically have sex with their boyfriend and girlfriend. What? My wife doesn't know. Should I tell her? Who is this? This is just a random Facebook question. It might be true, it may not. I had a feeling... But recently, I found out my wife's 27-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. who is a pain in my you-know-what, mm-hmm. so he don't like her, Right. Okay. Okay. allows her 20-year-old sister and 18-year-old brother to come over to her place and periodically have sex with their boyfriend and girlfriend. My wife doesn't know. So basically, his wife got three kids. Okay. So he don't like... The daughter. So obviously, we just gonna assume that they're his stepchildren. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, um, the twenty-seven-year-old daughter allows his twenty-year-old sister and eighteen-year-old brother to come over to her place 
and periodically have sex with their boyfriend and girlfriend. My wife doesn't know. Should I tell her? And whose place is it? The 27-year-old daughter. So it's not in their crib. Okay. It's not in their crib. So let's just... His sister-in-law. Right. No, I have a feeling my wife's 27-year-old daughter allows her... His niece. Yeah, or something like that. Or or no, her... Stepdaughter. Yeah. So they all his stepchildren. Wow. Well, I mean... (laughs) I'm going to read some of the comments that he got. Stay in your lane. Everyone is grown, if I'm understanding correctly. It's a 27-year-old's place, and she lets her adult-age siblings have guests in her home. Her house, her rules. No one is hurting anyone. Back off. Tell her dad his responsibility is not yours. Tell their dad his responsibility is not theirs. Mm. It's not yours. I can see why you may think your wife should know, but have you considered that she may already know? Don't get into it with your wife and her grown kids. Mm. Mind your business. They're grown and you and can do as they please, and you already know Ain't nobody going to stop that show. Probably dislike you more than they already do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're consenting adults. They could do what they want to do, but not in my house. Not in your house. No, I wouldn't condone something like that. Exactly. Yeah, I just wouldn't do it. Not me. Exactly. But if you had a a 27-year-old daughter. Do what you want to do. Right. And let whoever she want to do with but I I, I kind of see. What can you do? You can't do nothing. So that's just like, let's just say. And, and, it, just, and it's going to depend on your relationship. Right, 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 right. So let's just say you have a, let's just say I have a daughter. Okay. She don't live with me. Okay. Let's just assume the 20-year-old and the 18-year-old live with me. Okay. But they go over to their sister crib to get, to get it juking. Mm. Well, what? I, well, why are they in your house? If they, because they live with me, but they why? know we ain't gonna allow it. I so know that, but why are they still in your house? Maybe they in college. Maybe they trying to get their way in life. Maybe I'm the person that when you're 18, I ain't putting you out. Okay. Well, I mean, what difference does it make if they were at somebody's house, you know, or a hotel, or up against a car on the sidewalk, or in the bleachers? They gonna do what they want to do anyway. Yeah, I but mean, a little. I, I, you cannot I, control what they I do. can't control it, but no, you I, can encourage them. Right, right, right. I get what, it. What would you tell them if you knew about it? What would you say? And then what? I don't know who I would bring it to though. Whether whether I would bring it to the twenty and the eighteen year old or the twenty seven, because they're still my kids. What can you do? But if I'm him. I think I would need to stay in my lane. Well, I think I would need to stay in my lane, but if I'm the mom or or if they were my kids, mm-hmm. a lot of it, I'd I have think, to address something. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, your upbringing. Yeah. And where you are in that. But you know, it's uh, number one, and the, it's the first and the last is they can do whatever they want to do. That's number one. You can't make grown folks do nothing. They may not do what you think they ought to do. They might may not do what you feel. You may not want that in your house, or you may not 
you know, want her to give herself to somebody who's not going to uh, have honorable intentions or who want to be with her and grow and develop a, a long-lasting relationship. I mean, I think every man wants that for his daughter. He wouldn't want her to be a thought or somebody just using her or running through her like that. Who, who would want that, you know? Right. Opposed to if it was your son, it depends on how you look at it. You yeah, might yeah, encourage yeah. him you, to get yeah, it in, you man. Know? Literally. Throw him a know? pack of rubber, yeah. yeah two pack. No, you know. Yeah, especially if he got, if he, yeah, if he got somewhere to, to go get it in at. But you wouldn't want him to do it in your house. No. And his, and your wife wouldn't want them to be back there, you know. Right. Going at it like that. Right. But with you got to put your put your chair, not just anybody. Now look at it as yours. If your daughter was going to do, this with, some random boy. It just doesn't sit well with you. No. Or pose if it was your son. The feeling might not be the same. Probably not, but, you know, you know I don't know. And it depends on y'all's relationship. Is that something that y'all would talk about? Some families talk about everything. Some yeah. families don't talk about nothing. Like and you can tell the, the, the parent, like, even in public, you could tell, like, who you know, when they get it in, like, mom's week, mom's week is coming up, you know, probably in about a month. Mm-hmm. And really, it's just the weekend where moms and they, they children get, like, what is there to do on mom's weekend? You know, go to fraternity houses and yeah. drink with your kids. Yeah, like, a couple years ago, picked up this woman at the hotel, um, taking her to Cam's. It was about Cam's. noon. Yeah. It was about noon. Yeah. So I said, is this your first mom's weekend? She said, yeah, my son's a freshman. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, how's he liking it? Oh, he loves it. He's loving it too much. He's on academic probation. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, he had a bad first semester. She was like, yeah, he got to have a 3.5 just to be able to come back his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I said, well, is he, you know, handling his business this semester, doing all right? Yeah, but, you know, he, he still, you know, he joined a fraternity, so mm-hmm. he has a lot of things going. I said, he just... It's not impossible. He just has to manage, you know, manage his time, take prioritize. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she asked me a question. I, was, I just said, you know, I work in the engineering department, taping classes, so I see the, you know, the daily grind of these students and you know, just how they, you know, really focus and and then I, I see them out. You know, handling their business, you know, mm-hmm. playing, working hard and playing hard. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I feel kind of bad because, you know, he's only 20, but, um, you know, he just turned 20. No, he just turned 19. And I'm meeting him at a bar and I'm probably going to buy the drinks for him because he can't legally buy, you know. And I said, well, you know, I can't sit up here and judge you. I mean, that goes on, mm-hmm. you know, people get, you know, so I guess to make a long story short, hey, you know, if you're you going to supply the drink, you can't be. Don't complain. You can't be surprised if. if yeah. yeah. So Don't that that was just, that was, that was, that, I seen that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't comment mm-hmm. on it, but just something to, you know. Wrapped the podcast, so we talked yes, about sir. a lot of. That was good. That was a good podcast. We 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 we, we talked about a lot of 
know, we got into a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you know, definitely shout out to the to the minister. He gave a, you know, I, I enjoyed the speech that I watched. <laughs> I mean the, the part Give that I watched. Watch the other part. Yeah, yeah. Watch how he, you know, sums it all up and just giving instructions on what to expect in the next in the, in the next few coming years. Yeah. Really get a chance to take a look at that disaster preparedness piece too. Yeah, definitely. You man. think about right now. If you can't get out of your house for whatever reason, or if you stuck on campus and they family stuck at the house for five days, what does that look like? So we don't want to think about stuff like no, that. We man. think it's negative. Yeah. But the possibility still exists. You have insurance because something could happen. You yeah. don't want it to, but it could. Better to need it and not have it. Yes, sir. Yes, no, sir. it's better to have it and not I need it, it than, than need it and not yeah, have it. That's yeah. right. So get a chance, check it out. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Black coffee, no sugar. On no SoundCloud, sugar. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Play, all these apps you can go download it. Of course, you got to have an iPhone app, uh, download Apple Podcasts. Of course, you have to have an Android to download Google Play. That's the phone. But uh, tune in, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. iHeart, you can, that, that's cross-platform. So mm-hmm. go get those, put them in the search. They will come up, subscribe, like, and you'll get that notification every time we drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, man, brother, this is Good to be back. We recording this on a Wednesday. <laughs> Definitely good to be back on a Wednesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that that's good. It gives a chance to get it out. Give people a chance to mm-hmm. listen to it before everybody in the world comes up with their opinion. So it's gonna be good. All right. So when it's gonna come out, we don't know yet. I'm dropping it tonight. Ooh. I'm dropping it tonight. Hallelujah. So we gonna sign off. We got uh, I got I got to hit you. I got to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace. No, no, no. We got to do it. We got to do it. Yes, sir. And until next time, may peace be unto you. And in the Arabic language, Arabic. Wow. that As- is. Assalamu alaikum. Now we do it. Peace. 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 <laughs>